Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. We're encouraged that you have chosen to spend part of your day with us, to call us, to listen in, to pray with us, to pray for us. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm taking your calls today. I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. Aurora is a Denver suburb. We've had the privilege of serving here for 18 years. I moved out from Southern California, from the Calvary Chapel in Downey, California, to plant the church, and we have just been enjoying the grace of God and the goodness of God for these 18 years, and uh, something that has grown out of the ministry here is Grace FM. Welcome to Calvary Live. You're listening to Grace FM uh, all through throughout the Denver metro area, up into Fort Collins, into Wyoming, uh, you guys to the east, up west to the mountains, and south down to the border of Pueblo. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to you guys down in Colorado Springs and Fountain and all that area. We also want to welcome everyone to Hope from Hope FM, listening in Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey. And today is a new day, a first for us, we want to welcome all of you listening in on Truth FM throughout Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. So I thought it was interesting now that the three main stations that are carrying Calvary Live are Hope FM, Grace FM, Truth FM, and all we need to do is add Love FM, and we would have a, a complete picture of the beauty of Jesus Christ, love, hope, truth, and grace. So welcome, everyone, to Truth FM. Here's how it works, especially you guys also on Hope FM. You're listening to the program that's on a one-week delay, one-week delay, and and yet you can call while you hear the program, and you'll speak live to the person hosting, and you'll get your question answered right there on the phone, phone but you won't hear it on the air until the following week. So you guys here in Colorado, you're listening live, and you get it live unless it's an encore presentation. Um, But you guys in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, in Maryland, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, you get it one week delay, uh, but if you call in, you're going to get your question answered live. So give me a call. Here's the number, 303-690-3000, 9-0-3-000. and you can text us. We have a dedicated texting line. This works all throughout the United States. 720-336-0897. And you guys that are new to listening, uh, no matter what station you're listening to, you that are new, uh, you got the, the early part of the show is when the lines are open more frequently. And then as the show goes on, the lines fill up. Like I'm looking right now, uh, two lines are open. So if you want to grab them, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, 
303-690-3000. Just put it into your phone, into your contacts. That way you can just speak it and say, hey, call Calvary Live, um, no matter what operating system you're using on your phone. And then you can also text us at 720-336-0897. And when we are waiting for phone calls and such, we'll go to the line. Now, again, the show is hosted by various pastors uh, here in Colorado, uh, men that I love and appreciate, good friends of mine uh, that I have a relationship with, and that helps bring some variety to the show, which each of the pastors have a a different emphasis, a, a different perspective, same Bible, uh, same core truths, same like-mindedness within the Calvary Chapel family, but unique in their own way. And on Mondays, we have Pastor Nick Cady. On Tuesdays, we have Pastor Jeff Figs. On Wednesdays and Thursdays, I host. And then on Fridays, a man by the name of Eric Cartier hosts. And as you listen to the show, you'll come to appreciate all of the uniqueness of the men that God uses, as well as the many things that we share in common. 303-690-3000. We'll go right to the phone lines. May is calling from Aurora, Colorado. May, welcome to the program. Thank you. You're welcome. You're on the air. How can I serve you? Oh, I'm sorry. I have a question. My question is, uh, born-again believers or Christians, where do they go when they die? I mean, I know we go to heaven, but exactly. Well, the best way to describe heaven for us, because you know, we, we think in spatial terms. That, that's how our mind—we live in time and space. So when we say we're going to Safeway, we literally are going to leave where we live, get into a car or on a bike or walk to a physical place that's enclosed in four walls that we know is Safeway. And so we automatically think in time and space, and we think spatially. Uh, when it comes to God, he's outside of time and space. So a better way of thinking of heaven is where God is, where his eternal dwelling place is. And I do believe in, a, in the concept of time and space that heaven is a location, but the best way to think of where a believer goes after they pass away, the Bible puts it this way in 2 Corinthians, uh, to be absent from the body is right. to be present with the Lord. And it, it has to be a different present than what you and I are experiencing right now, doesn't it? Because the, it's very clear that when a believer passes that his soul and spirit exit his physical body or her physical body. Okay, so does that mean that we will, as soon as we die, we will be in pre- with the Lord? That's what it means. Pardon? That's exactly what it means. Okay. And, so and, what does it mean that when Jesus comes back, that the Christians who have died first, they will rise up? Well, I think that there's a there's a couple ways of looking at. It. There's been a traditional way where there's some kind of um, lifting up of the bones and everything that they're as if they were waiting to be with the Lord. But it says the actual text says that we will in no way precede those that have already died, and so there the raising first is that they're going to receive they're going to receive their bodies before us. Because they've already they're they're already in the presence of the Lord. So whatever happens at the culmination of the end of time, whatever happens there, those that are with the Lord are going to experience it first. Okay. 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 <laughs> Does that make sense? 
Yes, it does. It there's, does. there's still some mystery to it. I mean, we, we don't know every single detail of how that's all going to go. Like, a, there's a big debate about when we get our new bodies. Huh. Um, there's a big debate about that, you know, and, and the two basic camps is, is that you get them when you're in the presence of the Lord, or you get them uh, at, the resur- at the general resurrection, at the second coming of the Lord, or, or at the rapture. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different debates, and when there are debates that kind of divide the body of Christ, I always like to fall back on the things that we know for sure. Uh, we know for sure that those that die are in the presence of the Lord. We know for sure that everyone will get a new body. We may not know exactly the timing of it, because there's different passages that lead us to conclude different things, but we know for sure we're going to be reunited with our loved ones. We know for sure those that died go to the presence of the Lord. We know those that die apart from Christ live a, in a Christless eternity. Um, and so I like to camp on the things that we know for sure. Okay. So, okay. I just lost my best friend yesterday, and I just wanted to know exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. But, um, so let's talk about that. What was your be- What's your best friend's name? Betty. So she's in heaven. I mean, she's... So we know oh, yeah. wh- whatever that space is and wherever, it, wherever it's contained, because we usually think of heaven up and hell down. Um, yeah. and, and so we know that Betty went up, not down. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and we also know, uh, as hard as it is in, in our loss, you know, because the Bible says that, that we don't mourn like those who have no hope. And so there's a distinction in, in believers that, that grieve and mourn right. compared to those that, um, that die apart from Christ and have no hope. But it, the Bible doesn't say that we aren't. The Bible doesn't say that we don't grieve. And we do. Yeah. And I know that losing Betty is a, a large loss for you. Um, and, you know, as we, as we get older or as more of our family members are in heaven, um, it, it almost seems like a part of us is in heaven too at the same time. That's right. That's and, right. And, and like we care so much more about heaven now, and we look so much forward to forward. it. And uh, and and I've certainly seen that to be true in my own life. Yes, right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for answering my question. You're welcome. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you familiar with the ministry known as Grief Share? Uh, yes. Okay, good. Because yes. that would be that's a great resource. Not only the classes that are available, but also the website is so helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's go on to Liz in Denver. Liz, welcome to the program. Hey, Liz. Okay, Liz, you had a question. I can answer it for you on the air. Are there any Calvary Chapel ministries in Tampa? Oh, you know what, Liz? It's my fault. I didn't push the button. Liz, welcome to the program. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that. I don't know what it is, um, but I didn't push the button. But I pushed it now. You're on the air, and you had a question about Tampa. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Tampa on Saturday, and I wanted to, I wanted to, um, what do you call it? Go to a church. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to have a church down there for my sister that I'm going to be visiting because okay. she said she's been looking for a church, and I was like, well, you have to search 
Calvary Chapel is down there first. I said, because I've gone to several, you know, not just your church, but I've gone to, like, Rocky Mountain and other ones. I said, and they're Bible-based. They teach you. They give you all the teachings of the Bible with love. I said, and they don't sugarcoat it. I said, and it's it's not, you know, money-hungry type, you know, thing. And so she's very, you know, iffy. I said, that's where you should go. I said, that's, so I want to help her with that. And also, with the question that you had, uh, or the last color that you had, I had a question on that, too. Okay. So it made me remember. Somebody told me that, that they saw a preaching or something saying that the reason that the reason God still hasn't come back, the reason Jesus Christ still hasn't done the rapture, is because too many people are asking, too many people are asking to, um, what do you call it? Too many people are asking to save their, their family. The reason why Jesus hasn't returned yet is because the appointed time hasn't come. Yeah, and I was like, well, that would be so depressing. I was like, if, if that's the case, I said, because people are continuously going to ask. I said, I don't believe that that would happen. Now, we, we know that they did. God does give us an insight on his return or on the culmination of, of, the, of, of what, something that the Bible calls the fullness of the Gentiles that basically refers to all Gentile believers that have been appointed on salvation believe, and there's like a there's an appointed number, uh, and that hasn't happened yet. So we often will make the joke, and it's totally a joke, that, hey, if you're the last Gentile that needs to get saved, you know, get saved today, and then the rapture will take place. But yeah. truly, only God knows that, you know, even Jesus says that he, that only the Father knows the day and the hour. Like, he... Only the Father knows, and, and there is a day and hour set, uh, and the coming of the Lord is not dependent upon man. It's sovereignly yeah. in the power of God. He alone controls it. <clears throat> so check this out. Yeah. On your first question, there are two churches in Tampa, one called okay. South Tampa and one West Tampa. West Tampa, okay. All right. And if you're if and West, I can find that I can find that on the on the Calvary site, right? Yeah, there's actually two places now that you can find churches. There's one at CalvaryChapel.com. Uh-huh. And then there's another list that at CalvaryCCA.org. Oh, okay. Both of those will work and uh, West Tampa. Um, I see one in South Tampa, West Tampa, and then one at Brandon. So, so it really depends, uh, and, and Tampa. Here's one in Tampa to too. Um, so there's there's so within that realm, there's four that would that would be an option, and and I'm looking at the CalvaryCCA.org website there. I'm excited to go. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, and and you know the the thing about Calvary's is is pretty amazing. You know, we we all share the same core beliefs, but because mm-hmm. the the community is different. The pastor's different. Every it, it's it's like different, but the same, and it's really cool. Yeah. And you know, it's really neat. I always love when I, whether I'm teaching in another Calvary or I'm uh, vacationing in another area. I love to visit other churches because they're so much the same and yet so much different. And God is glorified, and, it, and it's really cool. And it really is like it really makes you realize when the Bible talks about your 
family, you know, when Jesus said, these are my family, these are my brothers, these, this is my brother. Everywhere you can pop into and a church. And you feel it. Yes. You can just come in, nobody you, knows you from Adam, but you feel it. Yes. Like, they just start talking to you like you're, oh, yeah, we haven't seen you in forever. It's awesome. I appreciate it. So if you can just pray for me while I'm gone on it. my trip, I'm going to be gone for about a week, so okay. pray for me. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to reach our family in the name of Jesus. And we're just so grateful, God, that that you have saved us and that our eyes are open, um, that we understand spiritual things, that you've brought conviction of sin in our lives, and, and we pray for our family. And, and even those that are close to us, but not family, our close friends, that that you would open their eyes, God. And I, I pray for my sister as she heads over to Florida that not only would she have an enjoyable visit on the practical side, but spiritually, as she visits a church, you just minister to her, that you give her a word, Lord, that she would just show up at the right time in the right place and then in the message or in the music or in one of the brothers or sisters that are there, you would totally encourage her and strengthen her and, and like she would leave so refreshed. And we pray for her family to not only find a local church, but to find you, Jesus, and, and to yes. continue walking with you like we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. Oh, give us, I can't wait to hear an update in a week or so. Yes, I'll call back. All Thank right. you. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Today's a great day, a great day as we add one more station to our lineup of Calvary Live. We're now on three full-power station, actually networks, radio networks, uh, and what a privilege. We, we are here, of course, on Grace FM. That's where the station originates, uh, and we are blessed to be on uh, up and down what's known as the Front Range of Colorado. Uh, that's all the way from Wyoming, south to the border of Pueblo, and uh, so welcome you guys down in the south. Up north, you listen to 89.7 Grace FM, and then down south, it's 101.7. But we've also been on Hope FM for about a year. Hope FM is a radio network that reaches Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. So a shout out to all our Hope FM listeners. And today we are added to a radio network known as Truth FM. And Truth FM reaches Tennessee, parts of Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky. So welcome aboard, you guys listening on Truth FM. We hope to develop some good relationships. We, we hope to hear from you. We want you to call us when you're listening to this show. You're hearing it one week delayed. However, uh, when you call, you're talking to someone live, and you'll just hear it on the radio one week later. That's all. Uh, and you can call us right now, 303-690-3000, or you can text us, 720-336-0897. Let's move on to Greeley, Colorado, where Maddie is calling. Maddie, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I've been trying to get to get to talk to somebody there for a long time. Well, welcome. And, and it seems like I'm never able to. So now I, I thank you that you got my call, and I'm so very sorry about your son. Thank you. And I just, I'm just calling because I would like prayer okay. for everybody that's here listening to the your radio right now. Please pray, say a prayer for my little girl that's been missing since 1982. 
They never have found her and another girl run away from school mm-hmm. November the 1st of 1982, and they've never found their bodies, so I believe they are still alive. Good. And the Lord gave me a scripture a yes. couple of days after they ran away. I had some man there write down the scripture. It's in Jeremiah 32, 37, and I asked God, are the girls ever coming back? And with my eyes closed, I opened the Bible, and I pointed, and that's what it says. Mm. I will bring them back into this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely. That's an answer from God, and nothing is impossible with the Lord. I've been a Christian since 1974, born-again Christian, and I believe God's Word. I'm a believer, and I would like for uh, for people to uh, say a short prayer that today will be found because there's a detective that's uh, looking to see if they can be found. Okay. And I believe God answers prayer. Well, let's do that. Everybody listening, too, let's join with Maddie as she has been faithfully praying for her daughter and her friend. And God, we do believe that, that you're a miraculous God who can do things that are beyond our thinking and beyond our ability to comprehend. You can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can think or ask, Father. And we pray right now that you would would bring resolution to this situation with Maddie and that her daughter would be found, uh, her daughter and her friend. God, that you would continue to give Maddie a peace as she trusts you with her daughter and as she trusts you with this horrific situation that no mom should ever have to endure and no mom should ever have to experience. But somehow in your providence, God, you've allowed this and you have sustained my sister Maddie all these years waiting and waiting patiently for you to act and for you to uh, reveal. And so I, I pray, God, wherever her daughter might be, uh, only you know. And God, we know that we trust and commit her into your hands either way, God, and that you would bring to a resolution in Maddie's heart what exactly has happened to her daughter, and that you would reveal that. And as you've given her the scripture to hold on to, God, make her strength uh, strong. And just knowing that even when her strength is weak, your word says that no one can snatch you out of your hand. Out of your hand. And so, Lord, even in those weak moments that, that, you, that she feels like it's just can't go on anymore, that, that you overwhelmingly reveal yourself to her in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Maddie, stay in touch. Thank you so much for your prayer, and I hope that everybody else said a short prayer for my daughter. Thank you. What's your daughter's Thank name? Thank you very much. What's your daughter's name? God bless you all there, and I listen to your program every day. I very enjoy it very much. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. Can I? Bye. Bye-bye, Maddie. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, and don't forget, guys, Maddie's daughter in Greeley. Just kind of keep that in the back of your mind from time to time uh, as Greeley comes up, maybe on the news or uh, you have family that lives there. And just every time Greeley comes up, Pastor Jeff, when he when he hosts or when his teaching is on, and just a quick prayer uh, for Maddie. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to move on to <clears throat> line one is Stephen in Aurora, Colorado. Stephen, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks for hi. taking my call. Um, appreciate you. Always appreciate you and just your your fellowship there. Aurora there. Thank Top you. Aurora. Yeah. 
So, um, hey, so I had a um, kind of a concern on my heart for quite a while is my um, my granddad, you know, he's he, he's an unbeliever. He's never given his heart over to God and everything. I know, you know, we've talked to him about it. Yes. But he's, he's now at a very, very severe state in, in dementia. So he's got dementia, and he's had it now for a few years, and he can't even carry on a coherent conversation or even remember anything like, you know, five or ten minutes. So, um, so my, my heart is, too, is just, you know, to pray for him as well. But yes. h- how does God look at that if he's not really at a place now, a, a really a sane place to be able to, you know, give his heart over if, if that were to have ever happened before his disease started, you know? Well, I think that, I think that God... Let's talk about some things that are absolute. So let's first think about God's nature. God is just and righteous. He's, you know, his very nature is love. Everything about him is just and true, the Bible says. And so however God chooses to deal with your father, when you're in his presence, you will agree with his justness, whatever that might be. So we, we always have to fall back on that because... Many times we think of God and then we immediately apply our own human limitations to him. But our human limitations don't apply to God. While we might be loving because of what God's done to us, God is the essence of love. And while we might value judgment or justice, God is everything he does is just. And and while we might value these characteristics, they actually are God's nature. And so however the end is for your dad, uh, we can trust that God has done exactly what he has done for every other human being, treating him justly, in love, and graciously. The second thing I think of when it comes to such a degenerative type of disease is that um, God is fair. He is going to be fair with your father. And the reality of all that your father's heard and experienced prior to his brain going, uh, being affected by this disease hasn't, you know, hasn't gone away. Um, that, that's still a God, God whatever, your, whatever experiences your dad has, has had in life haven't gone away. You know, he is still, um, before his brain limited him from communicating with us, uh, he had a life where he could communicate where he could process. And there's, there's so much about these degen- degenerative diseases that we don't even know about, um, that although they've lost the ability to communicate with us, um, we don't quite know what abilities they've lost. You know, they've lost the ability to, to live in this realm, but there's a whole other realm outside the human realm, the spiritual realm, right? And, and, and one of the things that I always think of when it comes to the the reality of a brain um, degenerating and memories going away and um, as many people listening in have experienced with their family is the Bible speaks of a spiritual language. Are you familiar with that? Um, yeah, yeah, I believe like the, the spiritual gifts. Yeah, we commonly refer to it as the gift of tongues. And what happens with the gift of tongues is is that we immediately start arguing about something and we miss the majesty of it. So let's set the argument aside for a second and just let's just consider that God is so gracious 
that he has a language that he can communicate with us that is not limited by our mind. That he can bypass the mind and speak directly to the spirit. And so I've, I've got a little bit more to say on that, and we're coming up on the break. Would you mind waiting and picking this up after the break? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so think about this for a second. I, God is able to communicate with us bypassing our mind. We are so rational, and we think we have to understand every little thing. But even though we don't understand every little thing, God still communicates with us, right? Yeah. Right. So consider that for a second. We're going to go to the break, and I'll pick you up first, okay? Okay. You're listening to Calvary Live. Welcome, everyone, on Truth FM. We are so glad you joined us. So, so glad. Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky. Call us, 303-690-3000. We will be right back. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Ed Taylor at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live, the second half of the program. And we're so blessed and honored. It's a privilege to have you join us. Whether you're joining us on Grace FM or Hope FM or Truth FM, and now we just need to pray for Love FM, and it would just fit the full circle, the full orb of the beautifulness of Jesus Christ. And, and of course, we have tried to name our radio stations in a way that reflects the character and nature of God, because these stations belong to God. They are not owned by corporations. They're not designed to generate um, profit, but rather to be used for the glory of God and for the sake of ministry. Um, to be used for ministry. And so worship in the Word is really the essence of these stations. Hope FM covers uh, Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Truth FM, which you guys just joined us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Truth FM covers Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky. And here in Grace FM, we cover most of Colorado, up to the Rocky Mountains, and up into Wyoming and Cheyenne down to the Pueblo border. So welcome. We're glad you're here. We had a great question right before the break. I want to finish up with uh, Stephen, who was with us before the break. Welcome back, Stephen. Yeah, thanks. thanks so we were, we were talking about the, the reality of dementia and what it does to deteriorate a mind and how does God view that and what, what hope do we have uh, in, in his life since there's been no evidence that he has received Jesus before uh, his brain started to deteriorate. And we, we talked a little bit, for you guys just joining us, uh, we started meditating on the character of God, how loving he is and just, how he is love. You know, it, he, we, use these, we use verbs and adverbs to describe God, but he actually is the very sum and substance of these things, love, uh, forgiveness. <clears throat> he is patient and kind and just and fair. And we know that whatever God's decisions are in these matters, we will agree with him when we're in his presence. But then what hope is there for someone suffering with these mind diseases and, uh, and the degenerative parts of their minds? You know, we, we, we talked about a little bit how God has a spiritual language. He's able to communicate beyond our human language. 
for example, if someone's unable to speak, if they're a mute, can God still speak to them? Yeah. If they're deaf, can God still speak to them? Absolutely. If they're blind, I mean, and you know, the, on, all, on the list that, that a broken body doesn't limit God. And that's important because in, in reality, we have all been born with a broken body one that has been touched and tainted by sin. And all of our bodies have a broken capability that we were not as we originally designed. That's our hope of being restored to that, that we might walk in the newness of life in the new Adam, Jesus Christ, not the old Adam. And so there's a lot of hope for for your father. On top of that, researchers say, you know, people that are in the scientific world speak of a reality of, of, people with dementia, um, people that <clears throat> are dealing with autism perhaps, or uh, maybe like my son being in a coma, where there, there's a lot of activity going on that is unable to be expressed by the person. You know, For example, when my son was in a coma, uh, he was alive, 100%. And we treated him like he was alive. We talked with him, we prayed with him, I read the scriptures to him, I sang with him, I sang to him, I talked to him, uh, I, I knew, and, and knowing, number one, that he is alive, number two, that regardless of what the brainwave and activities, which he was not brain dead, he was brain alive and had much brain activity, uh, that the reality of his ability to, to hear and process, because you know, you know what we know is that when there has been the privilege of people uh, instead of letting go, but waiting for someone to wake up, when they do wake up, they start speaking about what they heard when we thought they didn't know. Mm. Or when, I wouldn't say we thought, when some people think that they're just not there, there's story after story, true story after true story of people waking up out of a coma saying, I heard you, I felt you, I knew you were there, thank you for treating, I mean, it's an amazing thing. And, and I believe I believe that there's much more to life, and I know you do too, so I know you're agreeing with me, but I believe there's much more to life than the ability to communicate in language. And there's much to dementia and the difficulties of dementia, Alzheimer's, um, that we, we need to love, care, and minister to people in the wholeness of their life and not treat them like broken um, unable to communicate, like uh, not allowing any of that to affect how we communicate and love them and leave the rest up to God. Yeah, yeah the thought occurred to me too. I was thinking about that too, what you were saying and everything. Um, he actually might be in a better place than, you know, a lot of us sometimes because I remember before he got the disease, you know, there's so many walls that him and other non-believers put up or yes. excuses they make yeah. up whereas as of right now his mind is like a child yes um and so all those walls have been god broke all those walls down for him mm. so that's really encouraging what you say it's like why wouldn't god be able to speak to him yes you know i mean no i, I there's you know as you as we begin to think about the spiritual realm and the spiritual dynamic that's beyond us that, that is beyond what we lean on. You know, we lean on human communication. We lean on, we lean on so many things that, that are often on the physical realm, but, but there's a spiritual realm 
and and you know so so when you get to visit him keep sharing the gospel with him uh, keep if you're not able to visit with him because he's out of state then you know send a card and let somebody else read it to them you know like we're going to treat him like the human being that he is the full 100% alive human being that he is or we're going to trust his soul to to a fair and righteous god Thanks for that. That's encouraging. Um, yeah, he, my, my granddad, actually, not my father. But my All right, granddad. okay. And you know, I was just, um, I, I just did a memorial service for uh, a good, good friends of ours in California whose uh, mom uh, died of dementia, you know, after many, many years of living with it. <clears throat> and she almost daily was with her mom, <clears throat> expressing love and care and it was a very, very difficult thing for her, um, very hard. But I was just so proud of her because she did exactly what, you know, she's the model of what I'm sharing right now. She, she treated her mom exactly who she was, a, and a fully alive human being with a, with a, with a broken brain. All right, bro. Well, any follow up? Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I like what you're saying about just you know even sending because he's out of state. I don't get to see him, and but just sending a card I, that's really encouraging. I'm gonna start doing that. But um, yeah, if if you can, we can we pray for him and we can pray that God would speak to him and um, you know God knows he he knows the beginning from the end and I I just I just would love to see him one day in heaven. <laughs> Let's do that. Father, we do want to thank you for, um, you know, just for the hope that we have in you. Uh, some of these things are, are beyond our ability to understand. Uh, they're just mining the depths of things that belong to you. The secret things belong to the Lord, your word says. And, and, and while we don't have all the answers, we lean back on the, the answers that we do know. And, and we do know that you have demonstrated your love for us because you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross on our behalf. And you also, uh, you know, that includes dying on the cross for, our, uh, for this grandfather. And we don't know the condition of his soul. From all accounts, um, all, from all accounts it's, uh, it looks very difficult and very scary of what's going to happen with his soul. Um, but we don't know, God, so we trust you with him. And, and we pray for those that are close to him. You know, the, uh, my brother's parents, who he is, whoever's taking care of him, it's very, very hard, and it's very difficult. And, and we know that it's hard to see our parents and our grandparents, our spouses, have such a degenerative disease. And um, we just pray for strength that isn't theirs uh, currently, like not, not, just a, not, just, not just a physical strength, but a supernatural strength. Uh, that would be manifest. And we pray for this man's soul, that at the end of the day, God, we would just know um, that in his ability to communicate with you, he would submit his life to you uh, and, and trust you fully for the salvation of his soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. Okay, brother. God bless you, man. All right. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000, taking your calls and your questions. There is a question on texting that I wanted to get to real quick. It says, hey, my name is Omar. 
I was wondering, would you not marry any couple that's living together, or would you consider it a case-by-case? Well, our original default to a couple that's living together is that we would not officiate a marriage ceremony for a couple that's living in sin. That's our default. And our default is because the scriptures speak of sexual sin, uh, speak of unrepentant sexual sin, uh, <clears throat> speak of living together as the appearance of evil, and we want to avoid the appearance of evil, uh, and on and on. So that's our default. However, there are those times where because someone's living backwards or they've made decisions as unbelievers and they're in this condition, that we would sit down and talk to you about your life. Uh, and my default in that case is move out. Move out to make things right. Well, you know, I can't do that, Ed, and on and on. And, and again, that's, that's a difficulty. It doesn't mean you can't get married. It just means we're not going to participate and officiate in that if you refuse to obey God in his word. And, and so there are sometimes exceptions that need to be addressed. And I don't mean exceptions to sin. Don't misunderstand me. We would immediately tell you, stop having sex. Absolutely immediately. Especially, let me say this. If there are children in the home, it, it's not God's heart for the dad to be taken out of the home. I mean, like you, if you've started backwards and you've done things backwards, let's just get things right. And getting things right means to stop active sin and to marry, not burn in lust for one another, marry, repent of the, of the sin that exists and get married. So generally, depending on the situation, I mean, generally, most of the time the answer is no, because people are living together, they don't care, they're going to live in sin, you know, they think that the Bible's old-fashioned and it's all liberalism, it's just a liberal attitude because that's the way the world is, and we aren't going to be like the world. Uh, there's no way. Not, we're not going to participate in the world. But we're also going to be gracious, like God is gracious, and lead you toward a path of repentance, and what is the best decision based on your obedient relationship with God. That's where we're going to take you. Um, so generally, we're not going to marry somebody that's living together. Like 99% of the cases, unless there's repentance and you move out, we're not going to do it. Are there some certain cases where we would lead you in a repentant lifestyle and to, to get you in a place where um, you honor the, the living arrangement that you have by uh, being married? Yes, we're going to do that. Um, and so if you're, if you're talking about our church in particular, the only way to do that is to call the office and make an appointment with a pastor, and they'll be able to walk you through these types of things personally, not, you know, on a radio. On the radio, it's tough um, to, to go through all the nuances, uh, but, but we're going to honor a biblical mandate. That's what you're going to get at Calvary Chapel. We're going <clears> to <throat> take you to the Bible and ask you where your life lines up when it comes to the scriptures, not the culture. One more question. Can you recommend a CC church that has a strong marriage ministry in Loveland? Calvary Chapel Loveland, Loveland would be the first one I call. Calvary Chapel Loveland, my friend Kevin, uh, and, and he can help you there. Just, just Google it, Calvary Chapel Loveland. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's move on to, uh, looks like, Line number two is Anna. Hello. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the program. 
Hi. So before um, I talk about my prayer request, I just wanted to um, kind of encourage the man who's talking about um, his grandfather with dementia. Um, my step my step grandma had uh, dementia, um, and she passed away a couple of years ago. But um, and while she was a believer, so it's a little bit of a different situation. Yes. Um, there were times where I would sit with her, um, kind of. I mean, not. I would basically make sure that she was okay. Um, and whenever she would get distressed, um, I'd ask if she'd want to pray. Um, and then she, you know, she always wanted to. So I guess I'm just saying from that, that, um, the Lord, just basically what you said, that the Lord is deeper than, um, the mind and that he can definitely speak to those people. Amen. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, um, that Thank was you. that. And then, um, my prayer request is, um, I am going to school this spring, um, college and uh i just want to i guess just take more steps of faith than i have been recently um and i just want to kind of be light there yes um and also speaking to the woman um who wanted to pray for maddie i know that we've already prayed for her um you know on air yes um but if we could mention her as well just in that prayers as well so yeah father i just pray god as you launch Anna into a new phase of her life, a new season, a new location, new responsibilities, new opportunities. Lord, with such great expectation and yet some, probably some trepidation and, you know, what what's ahead and what does that look like and how will I be able to enter into some of these situations that I anticipate will be dark. Lord, would you encourage her to be a light? Like, would you just minister to, like, your word says we're already salt and light. But, but how to apply that at times, God, can be hard in our lives. So would you give my sister wisdom? And would you open doors for her personality to be used in a way to bring glory and honor to you? Would you just put her in the path of people that, you know, it already sounds like she has a very merciful, compassionate heart, Lord. So would you lead her to people that need mercy and compassion? Uh, that, that would, not, not just hers, not, not just for her, but, but for you to use her and live through her and to encourage that, that gifting of the gift of mercy through her life, that, that she would be a light on the campus and be used in a great way. And, and even as her heart is knit together with, um, with, with Maddie and, and just wanting her daughter to be found and, and living daily with hope, living daily clinging to your scriptures. God, that, that there's many other people for many different reasons that are listening in right now that even though the situation feels or seems hopeless, you have infused hope, and daily they live not by what they see, but what by who you are and their faith in you. And not only would they, I pray, to, would they inspire us, but, but I also pray very specifically that you would reveal uh, the location of Maddie's daughter and, and truly, God, reveal the truth behind the situation and even give Maddie the strength to accept either way for her to come home alive uh, or not, depending on what the situation is, God, that her hope would be truly in you, uh, trusting you for her daughter. And, and, and even as many hearts have been knit together with Maddie through our today's program, God, that, that you would multiply these men and women with the gift of mercy, that their mercy and compassion would flood our churches and flood mm-hmm. our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Stay in touch. I want to know how it goes. Where are you going to yeah. go to school? Like Fort Fort Collins? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm in Fort Collins right now, and I actually um, here and there I go to Calvary Windsor. So okay, good. Um, yeah. So I think um, I met you like a year ago or something when there was a celebration there. But oh yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, I'm just over there right now. And, okay. um, yeah, thank you for the prayer, though. Okay, stay in touch. I will. All, All right. right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Tom, Fort Lupton, Colorado. Tom, welcome to the program. How you doing, Pastor Ed? Doing well, bro. What's up? I I got a question, not life or death, just curiosity. Okay. Uh, like when when uh, they took Jericho, and God told them, don't take the spoils, they're mine, which I understand. Um, but... What happens to, like, the gold and the silver and all that stuff? Does it just lay there and somebody else picks it up, or does God do away with it? No, I, I think that it was taken and used for the, for the nation, and probably some of it was used in making implements for worship. Some of it was used to fund the nation. The idea of not taking the spoils, we know what God meant because there was a man that was punished for doing it. Yeah. And that was not to take them for yourselves. Okay. And and so it wasn't that they were just to leave it. They they were to enjoy the spoils of war by dedicating it and making sure that God... So my thought would be, it's going to be handed to the priest, it's going to be used in worship, it's going to be used for the implements of worship, but it's also going to be used in a way to support the nation, not individuals, at least in that case. Okay. That would make sense. Cool. I think it's a great question, a great... You know, I'll tell you what, I I want everyone to know this, and Tom is a good example of this. Good understanding of the Bible begins with good observations. And that's like the most important. Uh, Observations always lead to good interpretations. So I thought, that's a really good one. Good question. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Tom. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. You guys on Hope FM call us. You guys on Truth FM call us. And of course, you guys on Grace FM have called us. Uh, we've got a couple open lines. Take advantage of them. 303-690-3000. Or text me with 720-336-0897. We're going to go move on to Wally's in Firestone, Colorado. Wally, welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor Ed. What's up? And uh, First of all, I'd like to tell you I, I appreciate you. About eight months ago is when I started listening on the radio, and uh, about two months ago I started bringing my family to church, and it's just been awesome. Oh, good the man, peace good choices. And everything I've gotten through that, and it started all with you guys. So what you're doing, awesome. So, uh, but my question is: is since I've been going to church, I, I own a company okay. that, that could help people with the church. Okay, and I just. I, that's not the reason I'm there. I'm not the, there to solicit people, but right. I'm not sure if you know God wants me to bring it up because it might help people. And I, I just don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? That's there to solicit it. That's not. I'm not a salesman there. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean because I pastor a church, and I've seen this come through many, many times. I've seen both sides. I've seen. I, we have some wonderful, uh, many business owners that that through relationships have been able to help people. Uh, and just love the Lord, and they honor the Lord. And I've had a lot of business people that were only here to take advantage of people, and uh, and so I totally get it. So let me ask you a question: What kind of business is it? Uh, what I do is I, I non-slip floors and bathtubs. Okay, so I, I help prevent slips and falls. Okay, so you you go in and redo bathtubs? No, I actually the existing bathtub. I go it? in and I, I make it non-slip. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm pretty inexpensive. Can help people prevent slips and falls. That's an easier. That would be an easier uh, business 
in order to share with people than some of the multi-level marketing businesses that are around because sometimes the multi-level marketing businesses train their people to be salespeople and the, they actually train them to go into churches and just kind of share, instead of sharing the things of the Lord, they just become a salesperson. And 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 again, it's not everybody within that multi-level marketing. It, it's all relational. Uh, it's It's very relational. And I think any sales that develop through relationship is a wonderful thing uh, within the church. But if somebody just comes to church to take advantage of people and just try, instead of loving people, they only see, you see, because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we're to think of others more highly than ourselves. But sometimes people with businesses think more highly of themselves than they do others. And if we can walk in that, it doesn't matter what business you're in, um, you, you can develop those relationships. So here's what I suggest. I suggest in the church that you're in, you talk to the pastor, like you're talking to me right now, and ask him how he and the elders want the church overseen, and he'll tell you how you can participate in sharing what you do with others. Like for us, if that was you, we have a bulletin down, bulletin board downstairs. One of the places you can post flyers and everything and whatever kind of business you're in, you can post it downstairs. And people that are looking for that will go to the bulletin board. And... You could do that without any hesitation whatsoever. But if I watched you walking around giving out your business card or any of the other pastors, they'd probably stop you. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. I'm afraid to even mention what I do. You know, I'm just like I just tell people I'm a business owner. And well, it's okay it to that, mention what you that's, do. That's not what I want to do. Yeah, you know? it's okay to mention what you do if they ask you what you want. I mean, again, everything's relationship. So in the process of relationship, somebody says, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" Hey, I. I I fix bathtubs so that you don't fall in them. And then they go, away. man, my grandmother got really hurt falling in a bathtub. And before you know it, there's a relationship there and maybe a business sale. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But if you were hiding business cards in the bulletin or, you know, or, you know, you know, and you, you ask the question in such a way where you totally understand what I'm saying. Um, I, I think, I think that it's okay to have a conversation about what you do for a living. Absolutely. 100% okay. Awesome. So if it's from the heart, it's all good, you know? It is, but, you know, in the context of the church family, I still think it would be good for you to talk to your pastor because he oversees the ministry, he and the elders oversee the ministry, uh, and he can help disciple you because this is a discipleship opportunity. This is just something for you to be able to learn how it is to find that balance in not crossing the line and just letting him know, and maybe he needs it. You know, he's like, oh, my gosh. I, I I almost slipped the other day. You know, it's funny because, I mean, it's not funny, but I was at a hotel not too long ago, and they didn't have anything in the bathtub, and, and man, I almost ate it really bad. And I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty um, healthy and fit, and, you know, I can, I know the difference between slipping or not, but, I mean, I almost ate it super bad in a bathtub oh, exactly. that wasn't protected. It's a big deal, you know? It is a big, it's huge. And so what you do is super important. And I think with the right heart and submitting to the leadership, you're going to be just fine. Oh, I definitely appreciate it. All right, bro. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. We've got All a right. minute left, so let me grab this call from Kim. Kim, we only got about a minute left. You had a comment about dementia? Oh, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to... Let the, the young man know, I do ministry work at an Alzheimer's facility, and I just go in, and like you said, how important it is to just treat them 
normal. And the Lord has just shown some amazing things. You just go in there and treat them normal and read the Bible. And I sing with them. And, I mean, they don't even know what they had for breakfast three minutes ago. And you start singing Amazing Grace. And they... They know all the words, or they know Psalms 23. They know all of them. So don't be—don't think, like you said, that they don't know. Um, It's—the Lord can do some amazing things, and I've been lucky enough to be a witness to that. That's a great testimony. Thank you. Yeah, praise the Lord. All righty, (laughs) bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Welcome, everyone, for the first time on Truth FM all throughout Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you, uh, as our show continues to air on your radio station, you are encouraged and built up and uplifted. And all the way from Colorado, uh, you are being blessed by the ministry here. And there's various pastors every day. So tune in every day. That show's a little different every day. Sometimes we have guest pastors. They're all good friends of mine. Grace FM and Calvary Live originates from Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. And the hosts are very good friends of mine, godly men, and God uses them in amazing ways. And we're just so blessed to serve you. Um, You guys on Grace FM and Hope FM, um, we've been serving you for a while, so we just want to affirm our love for you and just the joy it is to serve you and be used of God in these last days. So thanks for joining me this afternoon. May the Lord bless you and encourage you, and may he use you in a huge way. God bless you guys. Have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.